Uncovering the reality of the learning to trade journey can be tricky in an industry filled with many myths and misconceptions. The aim of this podcast is to generate clarity over this journey through documenting the challenges and the solutions I personally experience as I move through the process from novice to consistently profitable trader. Everyone's trading journey is unique, yet if a shared tip or trick in this podcast can shave even 1% off of your learning curve, then that will be a job well done. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about what I have learnt so far on demo, and that is three key things. Before I talk about that, there was something I noticed that was really interesting. I went to the tier one emergence event this week, which is basically a like free two day event that's held online, like a webinar. And it was for beginners where they basically just give you an overview of the process as a whole and go into each section briefly, um, you know, to get you started and give you realistic expectations of what it's actually gonna involve. And since the start of my journey, I've always gone to their events when they do this. They're usually once a quarter. So I guess I've been to probably like four of them by now. Um, Yeah, roughly once a quarter. I think I've been to about four of the ones that they've done. And it was really interesting because I was going this time, you know, to show support. You also can't hear this stuff enough. It's, you know, important information. But obviously it's targeted at beginners. So once you get to a certain point in your journey, that kind of information isn't necessarily new to you, even though, like I said, you can't really hear the stuff enough. Um, But what I did notice was when they were speaking about things like the trading plan and trading psychology, it resonated with me in a different way than previously. And I think that's, and even though I knew this information, like I've heard this information again and again and again, but I was hearing it through new ears. And I think that's because I'm at a different point in my journey now. Whereas before, every time I'd been to these events, it was all during when I was backtesting. And, you know, it was even though I was evolving during my backtesting, you're still kind of in one stage at the end of the day. Now that I'm onto a new stage that I've done my trade plan and things now things to do with trading psychology could be coming up. Um, I was just, it was almost like I was just hearing new information, even though I've heard that information before, which was quite interesting. Anyway, so to begin with, what I have noticed and what I've learned so far, the reality of how things, how long things take to play out, um, you know, when you're, again, everything that I'm going to say, to be honest, I knew that this could happen. Um, like, it's not a shock, for example, that something's taking like a week to play out. It's not a shock because I've seen it. But when you actually experience that, it's completely different. Um, and it's actually quite nice. I think... I mean, I've heard before, you know, some people struggle, for example, if they're in a trade for a week and they're seeing it play out and, you know, they're watching it and they're panicking or this and the other. So far for me, I haven't actually felt that. I quite like it if something's taken a week to play out, because to be honest, I can literally just leave that trade, let it play out. Nothing's changed. I don't need to watch it. I think if you're going to sit there and watch something, um, it's going to drive you insane. So that's not something that I've been doing. But it's been interesting seeing how long things do take to play out sometimes. But sometimes they don't. I had a trade that hit my stop loss on Friday. It hit within like the space of two hours, which is two candles because I'm on the 60 minute. Um, And that's quite nice because I suppose that's pain free. But yeah, I've had ones that I've taken. I had one that hit targets that took a week and a half to play out. And like I said, I had one that hit my stops that took um, 
a couple of hours to play out. So that's been quite interesting to see. But also in terms of the slowness, I love that when I check the charts in the morning, not a whole lot's changed. Um, you know, yes, things do move along somewhat, but it's never going to be, you know, dramatic changes where a whole load of new candles have been printed because at the end of the day, it's going to be a couple of candles due to the time frame I personally selected. And that's why when people frown upon the higher time frames, I think it's important to think about the actual life that you're looking to design because if you're going to be sitting there on the lower time frames all the time, um, I just think it will be so stressful. I think things are going to be changing all the time. Um, you know, if I ever decide to go lower time frame, it's going to be once I'm profitable on the higher time frames, I'm in the routine of things, I can slowly introduce, you know, a strategy, perhaps in the lower time frame on one pair, and then ramp it up from there potentially with, you know, a couple but only trade it, for example, set hours during the day, because otherwise I think I would go insane. Um, and also, it's interesting seeing how many actually play out how many setups, because, I mean, probably about 75% of the time there's something on my radar since this month, since I started. Obviously, it's only been a month, you know, let's see how things go. But um, most days there is something on my radar where it's like, oh, if this happens, then I could potentially get my setup. So, like majority of the time it doesn't play out and I don't get my candle um because before I was like oh my god like in fact it was on Friday I think Friday or Thursday there were four of my instruments in my portfolio on my radar that's four out of six all four could have given me a entry signal on the hour so I was like shit I'm potentially going to be getting four at once um I need to be on the ball five minutes to the hour and Basically, none of them ended up giving me my signal candle. Um, from there, things became quite different, where then one was on my um, radar, the other three weren't, because something had happened. So, yeah, just seeing the reality of that's quite interesting, because I was like, oh my god, oh my god. And then in reality, like, a lot of the time, these things actually just don't play out. The second thing is the psychology that to be on the watch for once I go live, because... The main thing I've noticed for me psychologically so far, which I found challenging, is, and to be honest, I mean, I'm hoping that as, not hoping, but it just seems realistic that as I continue on, this shouldn't actually be a huge issue. Because what it is for me is, um, if I make some sort of mistake that could so easily have been avoided, and what I'm talking about is this. So on Friday, as you might have seen on my Instagram, I've got like 24 alarms on my phone, one for every single hour of the day. And I don't put them all on, do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you know when you're going to get a signal candle. I, for example, need to be in my zone. I need the previous candles high to be in the zone for me to get then get a close beyond this. Like, there's things that you can work out, oh, I need to either check it ne the next hour or in two hours, or not at all. Um, so you can kind of figure that out. Anyway, so I've set my alarms there so that when I need, you know, to be at the charts at a certain time, I can easily just click the alarm, come back when it goes off. Now, what I had done, so for example, let's say I had a 19.55 alarm, which is obviously uh, five minutes to eight. I was like in a rush. I was trying to talk on the phone to Ninja Trade. I had stuff going on at home. Like it was just busy. 
and rather I needed to check the charts at seven o'clock rather than because I just saw 19 I was like yes seven when in reality it was 1955 I should have set the 1855 one and basically at seven o'clock my entry signal had come it closed in my zone and it had then left my zone and I realised this at like 20 past seven, I was like, shit, I just like, I was meant to set the seven o'clock alarm, like why has it not gone off? And then I hear right eight o'clock, my alarm going off. And when I checked it, um, yeah, that's basically what I saw. And I was so pissed off because, <clears throat> number one, I had an issue with checking the charts before where I'd get distracted and, just, and I forgot. Um, and that's why I set all these alarms because I was like, then I'll know. And I was like, I can't believe this has happened again when I put on these alarms like I, I was just like so annoyed with myself um like really annoyed it was playing on my mind basically for like five hours before I was going to bed and even though it this is a thing for me even though it's easy for someone to be like oh you know at the end of the day it's happened accept it um <laughs> it's like if someone's stressed out and someone says oh just don't be stressed out like really really brain I hadn't thought of that but you know sometimes <laughs> you can't just say don't be stressed out and then you're just not stressed out um I was talking with George I spoke with Akil as well and they were basically saying and Jess actually <laughs> I spoke to a lot of people about it because I was like I need it was like draining me being angry at myself that um I'd made this simple mistake and that I couldn't get involved again price was going all the way up if I had had a target one as a retest of structure I would have been exited but this was a trend following trade so I was like oh my god this is so annoying this is the second time this happened to me and George was basically like what well, all of them were like you just need to set something in place so this doesn't happen again my dad was like oh you should put like posters around the house basically reminding you to check whether you've set the right alarm so what I did I sorted my life out on Friday I printed off five posters saying, have you definitely set the correct alarm? So it's just a reminder in my head, alarm, alarm, alarm. Put them all around the house. Um, what else did I do? I also printed off a hell of a lot of posters that have my stop losses on them for each pair so I can clearly see, okay, France 40, this stop loss. Um, same with my targets. I also put in, I did posters with saying what one pip is for each instrument because where it falls is different, for example, for pound dollar versus NAS 100. Um, and again, even though I know these now, it doesn't do any harm having it there. And it's, I can't tell you how putting all these up, I feel so refreshed having all of this on my wall in front of me. Same with position sizing, got the calculations in front of me, um, market hours also in front of me. I moved all the information that, because I had loads of um, pictures on my wall before, like motivational quotes some of them and the others will stuff relating to my foundation like fib numbers um and I've just moved those to a different area of my room what so they're still there but I don't need to see that um as much as I need to see this other information and I feel so clear now that I can just check stop loss this pair that's what it is I also um because I have these drawers next to my desk and it was just stressing me out because they were so full like I basically just couldn't use them for anything um so on Friday, I sorted them out so they're like clean now. I've got my tray plan in there, my notebook for my IPDE, my pre and post market analysis, and my journal that I use. That is all that's in there. So I can clearly just take out my tray plan and find whatever I need. And I like to print out my tray plan. I'm so glad I've done this finally because before I was just 
checking my tray plan on the computer and that kind of stresses me out to be honest because I don't know why like for me it's easier to just hold something in my hands and actually check it than trying to find the word document trying to find my rules trying to find the right rules um it's just a bit easier so that's what I've done um and with the alarms another thing I did because this is I really have to reduce the likelihood of this happening again like I was so annoyed about it is I've put I've named the alarms so for example 14.55 I've written 3 p.m alarm so I know this is 3 p.m because otherwise it's just I don't know why this is just what I'm like I'll see 14 and if I'm in the middle of doing something else I'll be like yes two o'clock when it's 14.55 it's just a silly little mistake but I feel now like I've reduced to as much as I can the chances of that happening again I've reduced them as much as possible with all these posters and with actually labelling the alarms like giving them a name so yeah for me the thing that I'm going to have to be on the lookout for in terms of psychology is recognising you know you can't rather than just being fuming if you um miss setups learn from it see if you can actually improve to do something about it and if it does happen again, look for a way further to improve it and not happening. Because that alarm system, having all my alarms there, it was working so well. That's what I said when I did my Instagram post. Like, it was, I was starting to feel really confident I had my system going. And then I made one mistake and I was just so pissed off. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jess was saying to me, she was like, that's not really a psychological mistake. It's more like a silly little mistake that you've made and then that's having a knock-on effect in terms of your psychology that now you're really pissed off um but I did manage to enter again and I got stopped out and um I was actually I was so happy I like the stopped out thing didn't even bother me at all because for me I I feel in the mind space right now where I'm not bothered about the outcome of my trades I'm really not. I'm bothered about executing according to my plan and the idea of missing setups, even if they get stopped out, because I made a silly mistake like that where I didn't check it at the right time. Um, that pisses me off a lot because the outcome, that's not the point. The point is me getting into a routine where I can consistently be executing what I need to be executing according to my trade plan. That's all I'm measuring my progress on right now is my ability to execute my trade plan. Um, so anything that's a hindrance to that, any obstacle, that's what I'm trying to flatten out right now. And that's what I've learned on demo. And like I said, all these things on my wall, I feel in such a better place compared to this time last week. I feel very clear right now on what I need to do. Um, and that's why, I mean, really, it's kind of good that that happened because otherwise I wouldn't have taken that step and it could have cost me a point when I was live, like in October or something. So it is good that it happens. Having said that, um, when everyone's like, oh, it's just demo, I, this to me, I'm treating this like it's live. So I'm putting my demo and my live results together at the end of this year so that I can see my performance for 2020 as a whole. And so that's why this is just as important to me as executing live. Um, you know, it's not like demo doesn't matter to me. It's absolutely just as important as when I go live because I'm putting the results together. So anyway, so yeah, basically that's what I've learned in terms of psychology. And also psychology, actually. I'm glad that I haven't made any psychological mistakes. Um, so a key one is, let's say you're looking for a high, high, high closed candle. Even, say you need to go out. If a minute before, don't be impatient and just 
click buy because at that point in time it will be a higher high higher close because mine's been so close to being a higher high higher close i'm like yeah i'm gonna get my signal candle wait for the candle close two minutes later it's not it's closed below the high of the previous candle therefore it's not a valid setup you would have entered um and it would have been invalid so it's important to actually wait like respond by what's actually happening rather than being like oh a minute before it's a higher high higher close it probably is gonna be no 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 so i'm proud that i've you know kind of not made mistakes there another thing i got a close that was like a pip outside my zone um and I, I was thinking at the time, I was like, I bet there's like so many people who just be like, oh, do you know what, it's a pip, let's just enter it anyway. No, and this is why. Um, if you were to start entering things, <laughs> whenever I do this podcast, I, my throat literally just gets so like tickly. So um, say you started entering trades that fell one pip outside your zone. You are now incorporating potentially tens and tens of trades that you did not capture in your back testing and for all you know those that fell outside of your zone did terribly so you're incorporating trades that you have no data no knowledge on that is my view of this is that you're now you're basically breaking your rules and i don't care if it's one pip i don't care if it's five pips it's you have not captured these trades in your back testing so now if your results differ and you do shit what do you expect to happen so that's my view on it also i mean a pip's a pip to me it make like entering a trade that's a pip outside your zone is exactly the same as entering one that's like 10 pips outside your zone the point is you should not be in that trade um unless you build a rule around it where you can say oh i can be a pip outside my zone for me that's a no because a zone's a zone it's there for a reason there has to be a cutoff point so the third one is finding areas of improvement particularly with my routine that's been like the main main challenger for me um i've just there's so much that i didn't consider that important before for example, with my back testing, if I started at 6am compared to 7am compared to 8am, it didn't make a difference. I was getting the same amount of work done every day, regardless of the time I started. I would either stay up later, start earlier, whatever, I would get it done. Whereas, and that flexibility worked for me. Whereas now, um, no, 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 it needs to be consistent. And <laughs> I didn't really realise that before, like how important it would be to make sure that I'm consistent every single day. I just feel like so behind if I look at the charts at like seven compared to six, for example, um, I want to be consistent. So that's really my focus for now. And I also want to, I've just, I want to start reading a lot more as well. I've noticed that. I don't know why, honestly, I really don't know why it's suddenly like a shift in my mindset where I'm like, do you know what? I really want to start reading more. I want to start acquiring more knowledge. I think when I was so intense with backtesting last year, I had no brain space for anything else during the day or evening. And that was my decision. I didn't value anything else. Um, I wanted to backtest, I wanted to crack on, and that was it. Anytime that I wasn't backtesting, I wanted to relax my mind and do something else. And for me, reading was not that, unless it was fiction and I was listening to an audiobook. Whereas now, I mean, I was reading a book last week and it was just nice to you know read something else also with some of these books 
to be honest, you could probably read that in like two hours. So that's been nice to do. I realised that, you know, I want to spend some time on that before I start my next strategy because once I start my next strategy, I'll probably be like just wanting to crack on with that for the next two months. Um, but yeah, that's really what I've noticed. And the other thing is, so in tier one, when Akil talks about developing your trade plan, there's a bit in it that he recommends you do first, which is philosophy and psychology. And essentially, it's like <laughs> not a rah-rah speech, but it's the thing to pump you up for the day, to get you in the right mindset that you read. This is the approach I take. Um, kind of your, it's your beliefs and your philosophy on the market. It's saying why you're even wanting to do this. Like at the end of mine, I have my, I've written out my why, why I want to do this. And like, when was it? Probably the start of January. I was saying to George when we were finishing my trade plan, I was like, because he was like, where's the rest of the stuff? This is a shortened version, right? The version of just your rules. And I was like, no, I just want my trade plan to have my rules and I'm not bothered about having the philosophy and psychology section. And, um, <coughs> God, I'm going to die. And after I had that experience of being really pissed off at myself um, for messing up on the alarm, I was like, I need to print out my philosophy and psychology and have that on my wall because it's going to, every morning it will knock me into the right mindset. Because otherwise, something that happened the day before is just going to continue on to the next day. I'm, like, I'm going to be pissed off and it's going to affect me. So... I printed it off, it's next to me. And like I said, I feel so clear on everything now. I've literally got everything in front of me, labeled my alarms, um, got posters around my house. Any mistake that actually happens from now, I feel like at this point in time, I've done everything I can to kind of improve the situation for myself, give me the best odds possible for it not to happen again. If it happens again, then I need to find a way to take it a step further and also accept that human error just happens. <coughs> but the point is, I haven't done nothing about these mistakes. I've really taken note of them and tried to think of things that can help me moving forward. And you know, it's just about recognizing at the end of the day that I feel like I'm trying the best I can and that's kind of all you can do. And if it happens outside of that, you know, shit happens at the end of the day. So this is what I've learned so far from demo trading. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go and die somewhere now. <laughs> but anyway yeah I hope you enjoy it I hope you have a great start to your week um, and I'll see you in the next step